Well, good morning, everybody. This is Scott George. Welcome to our online service this wonderful Sunday morning. God is on the throne, and for the next few moments, we're going to forget everything that's taking place this week, and we're going to put our attention and our focus on Him. I'm glad you're with us today. It's going to be a great service. In just a few moments, we're going to worship, and I'm going to come right back uh, in just a few minutes, and we're going to teach today on uh, a hymn of the great church, He Leadeth Me. We're going to be talking about how God leads us. And so it's going to be really good. I look forward to sharing it with you. Uh, get ready to worship and uh, welcome. And we're glad you're here. And we're going to have a great time together as we worship in the presence of the Lord. Stay tuned. It's going to be good. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining our live stream. We're so glad you're here. If you're new here, please take a moment to like us on Facebook to be notified of future live events. You can also add your voice to the conversation in the comments. And go ahead and hit that share button to spread the good news with your friends and your family. Speaking of sharing good news, every week we like to give you the opportunity to be a positive influencer on social media. We call it PC Share, and this week's post is a quote by Joseph Gilmore. It makes no difference how we are led or where we are led, so long as we are sure God is leading us. Joseph Gilmore was the author of He Leadeth Me, the hymn that Pastor Scott will be delving into during his message a little later. But take a moment right now to go ahead and post that on social media. And when you do, be sure to tag us. We're at Pinecastle UMC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, we're all looking forward to the day when the building doors are open once again. But at this time, we believe that online worship is still the safest approach. So we'll continue to live stream our worship services each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on Facebook and anytime on demand on our website, pinecastleumc.com. You can also take us with you wherever you go and listen to every message in Pastor Scott's current series on our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our website is where you can go to find all the latest information. That's where we'll keep you up to date on what we're planning and when we believe it's safe to resume in-person worship. We'll also reach out via our email newsletter and by telephone messages. If you're not subscribed to our newsletter, you can do that on our website. And if you don't have access to a computer, you can call the church office and leave a message with your phone number, and we'll make sure that you'll receive Pastor Scott's weekly phone messages. You know, as I record this greeting, a new storm, Hurricane Isaias, is approaching the Florida coast. But I'm reminded that God alone can overcome every storm. And that includes the racial tension in our nation, the global impact COVID-19 is having on our world, and the fear and anxiety that each of these may cause. No matter what you may be facing right now, remember this, God, the Good Shepherd, is with you and you are never alone.
church, let's sing it out. Who breaks the power? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with only thunder? Jesus breathless and all in wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace, this is unfailing love, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You laid down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for All that you've done for me Who brings our chaos? Who brings our chaos Back into order? Son and daughter, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Who rules the nations with truth and justice, shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Oh, this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that I would be set
looking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. But you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come, knowing the battles won. For you, I never failed me yet. Promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. Still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail me yet. I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart. We'll sing your praise again. The promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. Never fail me yet. I never will fall.
Good morning, kids. Today, I've chosen to be up in Kids Church to give the kids message today. So, as you know, sometimes we hear the noises going on outside, and you might hear some cars go by, but ignore them. Just act like you're back in Kids Church and you're hearing the same old sounds again. But today, Pastor Scott is starting a new series. He's starting a series about hymns that talk about how God leads us, how God guides us, and how God gives us direction. God uses many things to do that with. And that's why I wanted to be up in Kids Church, because this is where I get to sometimes teach you about God. God uses the most important tool we have, which is the Bible. The Bible is our manual for life. And that's what I want to show you today about how God leads us and guides us. Have you ever heard the Bible called God's Word? You've probably heard me say that God's Word is the Bible, right? Well, I am going to read to you right now in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 to explain to you why we call the Bible God's Word. It says, God has breathed life into all Scripture. Have you ever thought about that? How God breathed life into the scripture? How he breathed life into the Bible verses? That's why we call it God's word. Because he breathed it into being. And it goes on to say that it's useful for teaching us what is true. It's useful for correcting our mistakes. And we all make mistakes. It's useful for making our lives whole again. And it is useful for training us to do what is right, because we don't always know exactly what's right. And being by using the scripture, by using the Bible verses, by using and knowing God's word, the servant of God, which is us, can be completely prepared to do every good thing. Knowing God's word, knowing the Bible verses, will help us to be prepared to do whatever God calls us to do. And he will call us to do, and he probably already has called us to do. Another important Bible verse I wanna to read to you today is in Hebrews, and it is Hebrews 4, 12. Hebrews 4, 12 is a power-packed Bible verse. It's got a lot in one verse. And I will probably Stop and go through the verse because I want you to really understand it. Listen with me. The word of God is alive and active. How is God's word alive? How is God's word active? Many people will tell you that this book was written many, many, many years ago. That it's an old book that's not relevant anymore. Well, that's completely wrong. The Bible is very important it is the most important book and there are things in it everything in it that is still important for us today that verse goes on to say that it is sharper than any sword that has two edges your bible verse might say a double-edged sword this is my sword and my sword has two sharp edges one on the top and one on the bottom and it's pointed. It is very sharp. If I were to stab something with this, it would hurt it. It would break it very badly. It would hurt you very badly. 
this verse goes on to say that the sword cuts deep enough to separate soul from spirit. Well, that is a lesson for another time. But it goes on to say that it separates bones from joints and it judges the thoughts and the purposes of the heart. God's word, the sword, pierces us to a point that it will show us things that we don't know about ourselves. It will judge, it will show us the things, the purposes, and the thoughts of our heart. God's word is so important for us to learn. Remember it said that if we read them, we're prepared. I have other Bible verses I really want to read to you too, but I don't have time to read them all today. So next week, we're going to do a couple more Bible verses about why we need to know what God's word says, why we need to know how to use God's word, because the sword, God's word, can pierce us and show us things we don't know about ourselves, but it is also the most important weapon we will ever have. And next week, we will find out how to use that weapon against temptation. Right now, I want to pray with you. So fold your hands and close your eyes and concentrate on God. And let me pray for you. Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for your scriptures. Thank you that we will always learn new things through the word. That there's knowledge and understanding there's guidance Lord use us to speak your word into others in Jesus name amen guys I hope that you want to open your Bible and read it and what I would like to challenge you to do this week is to open up the Bible and read one of your favorite Bible stories and you'll probably tell me, I know everything there is to know about that Bible story. But God will show you something new. And pray before you read it and ask God to show you something new about that Bible story and about yourself. And make sure you're doing your sermon notes today because you are going to find one more verse. And it's important because it's about the sword. But now it's time for me to pass this off to Pastor John who is going to receive our tithes and our offerings for today. Bye, and I hope you see me next week. Good morning. I'm glad to be worshiping with you today. Did you know that there's no absolute, no promise in the Bible that you're going to be rich or obtain wealth? I know some people preach that, but it's strictly non-biblical in Jeremiah 29 11, God is speaking to the Israeli exiles and he said for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you and the Hebrew translation for prosperity is everything but wealth it's blessings from God it may include wealth but not necessarily so why do I say that? Because Jesus teaches that God's faithful people, whether they're rich or poor, are promised God's prosperity. In Mark 12, 41, 
There's the story of the rich man giving the alms and tithes at the temple, and Jesus was watching. And there was a little poor widow, a poor widow, who had two small coins. She gave her tithe. And Jesus said after the service was over, he said, you know what? That woman, that poor little woman, is the most blessed because she gave all she had. That's the attitude, the spirit that God loves when we give all we have. I don't know what that means to you. You'll have to determine that for yourself. But God's favor is given to those who have a grateful heart and not necessarily the amount of what they give. So it's time for the offering. It's time for you to be blessed. Let us pray. God, thank you. You've given us another opportunity to bless you and for you to bless us. These tithes, gifts, and offerings we give to you with a grateful heart, and we pray that others may find the same love and salvation we found in your son, Jesus Christ. In his name, amen.
time of uh, worship uh, we've had today. I want to thank uh, Bruce and Aaron and Lisa and uh, all the entire team who uh, continues to uh, make this all, all possible. Uh, we're very, very grateful. And um, today we're going to look uh, at, a, at a brand new theme for the month. And we're going to be looking at how God leads us. So last month was on grace and all the great hymns of the church on grace. The month before that was all the great hymns on healing. And this month is gonna be all the great hymns on how God leads us. So we're looking at the great hymn by Joseph Gilmore, He Leadeth Me. Let me read just a couple of the, uh, uh, the verses uh, to you this morning. Uh, he leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whatever I do, whatever I be, still God's hand leadeth me. Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom, by waters still over troubled seas, still his hand leadeth me. Verse three, Lord, I would clasp thy hand in mine, nor ever murmur, nor pine. Content whatever lot I see, still your hand leadeth me. And then verse number four, I love this. And when my task on earth is done, when by grace the victory's won, even death's cold wave, I will not flee, since through God, Jordan, you leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me by his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I will be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Joseph Gilmore was a Presbyterian pastor and a Baptist as well. Uh, he wrote this wonderful hymn, and it's interesting. He was teaching at a church in Philadelphia, and he was teaching the church, and they were walking through Psalm 23. And he got to that verse, and we're going to read it in just a moment, where he says, He leadeth me. And he was just paused and almost mesmerized by that phrase, He leadeth me. Uh, he continued to teach, but really the whole focus was on how God leads. And after the service, he went back in the back room and he, with a couple of the deacons that were there, he penned out this wonderful hymn and uh, gave it to one of his associates and didn't even know about it. This deacon took this hymn 
sent it into a publisher, had it published, and he walked into another church years later and for the very first time discovered his hymn that he had wrote years prior was published and in the hymn and his message, how God leads, uh, continues to bless us, bless us even to this day. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the 23rd Psalm. And I want you to go there, uh, get your Bibles out, and let's go to Psalm 23. We're going to look at how God leads us. Now, I want you just to think for a moment. How many times in your past, in your life, has God leaded you and guided you? Now, the world doesn't think this way. The world, uh, they depend on their experience, their education, their wisdom, and they just kind of go through life. Um, but we're not of the world. We are Christians. And as, as, as said in this beautiful uh, hymn, followers of Christ, I will be. So we don't operate like the world operates. But just think about it. how many times has God led you? Right, could it be thousands, tens of thousands, a million times? I don't know. But I can tell you this, that uh, the Bible says that we are his sheep and he's the good shepherd and he leads us. And so I'm going to give you uh, some practical teaching here today on how God leads us. This, this beautiful hymn by Mr. Gilmore uh, tells us that God leads us and how does he lead us? So we're going to look at that today. But before we do, let's go to Psalm 23. And I want to just read this beautiful psalm. It's the most popular psalm in the Bible and a well-read, uh, beautiful verse of Scripture. But let's look at, uh, at, at this verse of Scripture together. Psalm 23. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my, of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a, what a great, great psalm. Um, the, this psalm talks about how God leads us. And I want you to notice that in this particular psalm, God leads us through seasons, seasons of life, and God leads us. The first season is a season of rest. And that's where he says, you lead me to green pastures. And wouldn't it be nice just to be able to hang out and just rest in the green pastures? But you and I are not called to rest. Although rest is good, that's only for a season. And see, the rest, the season of green pastures gives you rest to prepare for what is ahead of you. God is never going to just leave you. He is going to take you from, from season to season, from glory to glory. And so the first place where the good shepherd leads his people is the green pastures. That's a place of rest. The second season that God leads you to is the still waters. He takes you to the green pastures, then he leads you to the still waters. And the still waters is a sign of refreshment. Uh, it's a place where you can go and, and you can drink from the water. And it's a wonderful season, a season of refreshment. But then I want you to notice that this good shepherd leads us from the green pastures to the still waters. And then he takes us 
through the valley. And that valley is, is, is a place of relationship. That's where you have to know that God is your shepherd, that he's a good shepherd and he's gonna take care of you, even though you're walking through the valley. Uh, it's interesting that in this Psalm 23, that God tells us in the valley, I'm with you. Why? Because we need to be reminded that God is with us. He doesn't say I'm with you in the green pastures, although he is. It doesn't tell us I'm with you by the still waters, although he is. He says in the valley, You've got to depend on my relationship and I want to let you know I am with you. So when you're going through dark times, when you're in the valley, I want you to know that God is with you. And if you will rest in that relationship, you will get through. And then the last season is the season where he puts you in the table, in the presence of your enemies. That is restoration. And that is a time of victory. You see, God takes you as a good shepherd through green pastures, through still waters, in the valley. He says to you in the valley, I'm with you. And then he takes you to the place where you are seated and the enemies are at your feet because you have walked in victory. Let me say this. If you want to live a victorious life, you follow the good shepherd. If you want to live a victorious life, you weather the seasons. If you want to live a victorious life, you understand that life is made up of seasons. And each season is going to be different, but each season prepares you for what is ahead. So in this scenario, God takes us to the table in the presence of my enemies, and then he brings us back to the green pastures so we can rest. He brings us to the still waters so we can be refreshed. He brings us back into the valley. You see, when God takes you to the valley, it makes you better. And, and, and don't think today that God is not going to send you into the desert that God is not gonna send you into the valley. I'm reminded of when Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water in the river Jordan. He heard God speak over him. You are my son, you are my daughter. With you, I am well pleased. And then everyone stops right there because that's the end of the chapter. But the very next chapter, the very next word says, and immediately he was driven into the desert by the Holy Spirit. See, God loves you too much to keep you in green pastures. God loves you too much to keep you by still waters because he knows that you can't grow if you are only living in green pastures and still waters. So every once in a while, and I don't know how often, he will take you through the valley. And I want you to notice that that word through, you're not destined. Your purpose is not to live in the valley. Your purpose is not to live in the desert. Your purpose is to walk through the desert the wilderness, the valley. And if you're faithful, you will have that celebration where you will sit at the table of victory and your enemies will be at your feet. And then David says in Psalm 23, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. You see, when you've been through the valley, then you have the credibility of speaking with authority and speaking with anointing. Don't listen to anybody who hadn't been through the desert. Why? Because the desert refines you. The desert makes you better. The desert causes you to cry out to God. And when you have been through the desert, you now function in an anointing. 
You function where God's anointing is on your head and you're anointed with oil and your cup overflows. People need to hear that you've been through the desert and you've been victorious. When you go through a dark time, it's not a symbol of God's displeasure over you. It's actually the opposite. It's actually God's pleased with you and he wants to let you know that he's with you and he's going to walk with you and you're going to get through the valley. There's a lot of Christian teaching that, that avoids the valley. Boy, it's all green pastures. It's all still waters. It's no, no, no trouble, no hardship. That's not biblical because Jesus was thrust into the desert, the valley, by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because God wanted to use that time to make him better and he wants to do that for you as well. I'll keep saying this for many, many years. You know, as a family, we went through a dark, dark time, but we made it through. And we are now at the table in the presence of our enemies. And now we have credibility. Now we have a voice. God is going to open doors for us to share that when you go through a dark time, God will always be there for you. The, the desert, the valley, the walking through the tough times is a symbol of God's grace on your life. And when you're victorious, you now have something to say. And David said, my cup overflows. I've, I've, I've written a book in the past nine months. You said, Pastor Scott, how, how did you make it through? What, what did you do as, as Austin was sick? I, I wrote. Why? Because I wanted my cup to overflow. I wanted to share the goodness of God with other people. And even though we've been through a tremendous amount of pain and heartache and sorrow, my cup overflows. And we're going to believe God to use this book as a platform to help people that are hurting, to help people that have been through tough times. My cup overflows. God wants you to be anointed, not for you. He wants you to be anointed for other people. And when you walk through the desert, when you walk through the wilderness, and you walk through dark times, you will have a fresh anointing on your life to overflow into other people. And I love this. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love it. Surely goodness and mercy. See, you don't have to go looking for goodness. You don't have to go hunting for mercy. Mercy and goodness follow you as you follow the good shepherd. I hope you catch that. You're not following goodness. You're not following mercy. You're following the good shepherd. And as long as you follow the good shepherd, he'll take you through green pastures. He'll take you through still waters. He'll take you through the valley. He'll take you to the table. And as long as you're following the good shepherd, goodness and mercy will follow you. And you and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's good stuff. Thank God for David. Thank God for the 23rd Psalm. Thank God for the encouragement that we have, that we can make it through and we don't have to be defeated, but we will celebrate God's goodness and God's mercy as we follow the Good Shepherd. Now, let me give you real quick five ways that God leads us. It says several times in Psalm 23 that he leads us. Let me give you a couple of ways, five ways that God leads us. Pastor Scott, how does God lead me? Pastor Scott, I know I'm a sheep. And I know he's the good shepherd, but how does he lead us? I'm going to give them to you. And they all begin with CS. So right on the top of your notes, and these notes will be available. We'll email them to you on Monday for your devotional time. But just right at the top of your page, or print these out. They're already on the computer. You can print them out. 
CS, how does God lead us? Number one, he leads us by commanding scripture. Number two, he leads us by compelling spirit. Number three, he leads us by the counsel of saints. Number four, he leads us by common sense. And then number five, by circumstantial signs. All of those begin with CS. And by the way, that takes a lot of time to come up with that. So, uh, so write that down, CS. And we're going to look at five ways that God leads us. He leads us through his Bible. He leads us through the Holy Spirit. He leads us through the church. He leads us through reason. And he leads us through providence. Five ways that God leads us. So here they are. Number one, commanding scripture. The best way that God can lead you, the best way that God can guide you is through his holy word. Commanding scripture. If you want to follow the good shepherd, he leads and he guides you through his word. It's the commanding scripture. It's the Bible. It's the word of God that gives direction. The Bible says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet. God's word is a way that he communicates to us that helps to lead us. You want to follow the good shepherd? Follow his word. Follow the Bible. Follow the commanding scriptures. They're available for you. Psalm 1. You're already in Psalm 23. Go to Psalm 1. And I hope you're enjoying this uh, today. Psalm 1. Look what it says. Blessed. Everyone say blessed. Say it one more time. Blessed. See, I believe that God wants to bless you. And he blesses you best when you and I follow his word. We follow the commanding scripture. We follow the Bible. Psalm 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted. Say that word planted. He's like a, a tree that's planted by streams of water which yield fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever he does, he prospers. Oh, I like that. When you allow God to lead you and guide you through his commanding scripture, through the word of God, through the Bible, whatever you do is going to prosper. You're going to have a, a fruit that's in season. You are not going to wither. You're going to be planted by God's word by the streams of living water. You want the good shepherd to lead you? Follow his commanding scripture, the word of God. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Number two, God leads us through his compelling spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his compelling spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Spirit, the Spirit of God that is in you will help direct, help lead, and help guide you. If you'll just quiet the noise of the world and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide you, then he will guide and lead you. Much like his word, the Holy Spirit will confirm the word of God and he'll speak to you. The Holy Spirit is a gift that God our Father has given us to lead and to guide us. Turn to, turn to John uh, in, in the New Testament. 
and go to John 14. John, just, John 14, just for a moment. And verse, uh, verse 26, the Holy Spirit, the compelling spirit wants to speak to you, to, to you today and he wants to guide you today. Look at verse 20, uh, John 14, 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send to you in my name, he will teach you all things and he will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give with you, not as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not let it be afraid. You see, when you're trusting in the Holy Spirit, you can have peace. And you don't have to fear like the world fears because you have that compelling spirit. You have that Holy Spirit, that spirit that is in you to be your counselor and to be your guide. And when you operate allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to lead to you, the Bible says that you will have peace. He will teach you everything. He will remind you what God has said and you will walk in peace and you won't have to be afraid because the Holy Spirit is your guide. You know, I like to go, um, I like to go fishing. I, I, I don't go much, but, but when I do, I like to go. And a couple of weeks ago, my brother uh, took, took us out. We went out to uh, Indian River out on the East Coast. And I like to fish and I'm pretty good at it. And my brother Chris is really good too. But when Chris told me, hey, I wanna take you fishing. And by the way, we're gonna take a guide. My face lit up. I mean, I heard the hallelujah chorus in the background. Why? Because I knew that I'm pretty good at fishing and we could figure it out. It might take us a lot longer. And I knew Chris could probably figure it out. But when he told me that he had hired a guide, I knew that we were gonna find fish. And man, we did. We found trout, we found snook. In fact, I, I might even do this for you, church. I might even put the picture here and edit this in. I might even take a picture of the snook that I caught because it was a big snook. But I was delighted to hear that we were taking a guide. Why? Because the guide, he knows the water, he knows the temperature, he knows the bar barometric pressure, he knows the holes, he knows the seasons. And when, you're, when you allow a guide to lead you, good things usually happen. Now, look, let me ask you a question. Why would you go through life, as difficult as life is, and so many decisions, and you not lean on the Holy Spirit to guide you. Can I tell you something? You have a vast reservoir of wisdom and insight that wants to be imparted to you and you're tentative or you're fearful or you don't understand the Holy Spirit so you're not tapping into this great power that is in you that wants to lead and guide you. How does God lead you? He leads you through the power and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And you're trying to figure this thing out on your own and you're getting lost and you're not catching fish and life's not fun because all the pressure is on you. You can't navigate through life. You can't walk through life. Life is way too complicated, especially these days. And you just have all the intellect and all the wisdom and all the experience and, and, and you're going to get lost because life is too hard. You need a guide, a counselor, 
And that's the Holy Spirit. He's available for you. He's in you. He's on you. He's around you. All you've got to do is tap into it. Say, Holy Spirit, please lead me. Good shepherd, please lead me. God, I'm going through the valley. Please lead me. And the Holy Spirit will be there to guide you. Number three, God speaks through his commanding scripture, which is the Bible. He speaks through his compelling spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Number three, he speaks to us through the council of saints. That is the church. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to do. Godly men and women, where we are examining the scriptures and we are looking into God's word and we are saying, God, uh, help us and teach us. And you have someone else, you have another brother and sister that you can go to, that you can talk to, that you can get guidance from. God mainly speaks from his Bible. He mainly speaks to his Holy Spirit. But there'll be times in your life where you're gonna need a counsel of the saints. You're gonna need to talk to a pastor. You're gonna need to talk to another brother or sister in a Bible study, in a small group. Uh, this time together, God speaks through uh, men and women over the internet, uh, online. God will speak through brothers and sisters, the church, to help guide and direct us. Look at, uh, look at Proverbs uh, 19. Proverbs 19, verse 20. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you will be wise. You see, God wants to use the church. He wants to use pastors. He wants to use ministers. He wants to use uh, friends, brothers and sisters in the church to be the counsel of the saints, to get insight, to bounce things off of. How does God lead you? Uh, many times he'll lead you through the wisdom of your friends, your brothers and sisters in Christ, the church. God leads through his Bible. He leads through his Holy Spirit. He leads through the, the, the church. And then uh, number four, another CS, uh, he leads common sense. Common sense or reason. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. There's a wonderful scripture that reminds us the power of just common sense. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. God will lead you through reason, through common sense. Um, it's common and it just makes sense. And it's simple, but that's one of the ways that God leads. He leads just through common sense. We need to be smart. We need to be reasonable. We need to use our intellect. We need to use our experience. We need to use our education to, to help us with common sense. And God usually uses the Bible, then the Holy Spirit, then the church, and then common sense to lead and to guide us. And then the fourth, uh, uh, the fifth one is circumstantial signs. Circumstantial signs. So God uses the Bible, he uses the Holy Spirit, he uses the church, he uses reason. And then number five, he uses providence or a circumstantial signs. Let me read this scripture to you. You're going to find this interesting. Uh, it's in Luke, uh, Luke chapter two. Sometimes in your life, God will give you a sign. Now, it's not often, but there will be a sign. There will be a, a, a sign that God gives, and I call it the circumstantial sign. And every once in a while, he will bless you with a sign. This is not going to happen every day. Don't count on it being there every week. But every once in a while, 
God will lead you through a sign. Now, you remember the Christmas story. You remember the shepherds. They were minding their own business. They were out there just living life and doing what they needed to do. And, and the angels appeared to them. And look what the angels said to the shepherds. He said, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. You see, God uses every once in a while signs. Now, if you were to ask me, I would say in this order is the way God speaks the most. Number one, he speaks through his word. Number two, he'll speak through his Holy Spirit. Number three, he'll speak through friends or the church. Number four, he'll speak through reason. And then number five, he'll speak through signs. That's just the way God leads. And uh, the good thing is that you're not alone. The good thing is you have a GPS that's in you. Have you noticed how easy it is to get around when you have the right tools? I mean, I remember the day, and I try to tell my kids this. There, there was a day when I was growing up where you were driving around and you'd get lost. You'd have to pull over, go to a convenience store, put in a quarter, dial, call the person up, write the directions down on a sheet of paper, and, and more than likely you get lost. You have to do that over and over again. Now, guys, we have beautiful iPhones. We have the technology that guides us and we rarely get lost. It's beautiful. Well, the same way it is with the Holy Spirit and God's Word. He's given us the tools we need to be led by Him. And if we will simply surrender and say, God, lead me today. God, I've got my plans. I've got my ideas. I've got my wishes. I've got my desires. But Lord, I want to be led by you today. God, He leads me. Would you please lead me today? And you will find that he is faithful. He's a great shepherd. He's going to guide. He's going to show you the way. He's going to speak to you. He will send the right people to your path. He will give you common sense. He will give you a sign, but God will lead you if you will simply surrender to him. So I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that, that, the, that, that, that God would continue to be a good shepherd in your life. And you will sing this song, He Leadeth Me, with confidence. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to freak out and wonder what's going to happen. You are simply just going to follow the Holy Spirit as He guides you today. He leads you. He loves you. He's in front. All you've got to do is follow. And when you do, good things are going to happen. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for being a good shepherd. Thank you for uh, leading us. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for pastors and teachers and ministers and, and saints in the church that can guide us. Thank you for common sense and thank you for sending a sign. When we need to know that you're leading us, you're so faithful and we're grateful for that today. Lord, I pray you'll speak to your people, speak to the Pine Castle Church, speak to all the friends that are watching today and God, just let them know that you're going to lead and you're going to guide them. And we're in good hands when we follow you, the good shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week online at 1030. It's going to be a great service together again. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye.